Hi, Heinz. What was your first computer? My first computer? Well, um, yeah, my dad uh, sort of convinced us to buy a ZX Spectrum together. So it was supposed to be my two brothers and I and him. And we were all supposed to contribute a quarter of the price. And then we we're going to buy a ZX Spectrum 48K together. And I never paid my part. I don't think my brothers did either. So my father bought this uh, uh, computer for us. Okay. And uh, it was kind for of him, challenging. Right? For him, was actually. This was his strategy. Uh, yes, exactly. It was for his business. And yeah. he was going to do, um, I don't know, his spreadsheets. They so bought a spreadsheet program. But that, that machine had a, I think they made it on a Friday afternoon or something. Because every now and again, it would just reboot. Um, <laughs> I think it got too hot. Um, so it was incredibly unstable. It was very, very frustrating because, you know, you'd, mm -hmm. you'd sit there waiting for I don't know, half an hour to load the game and you start playing the game and then, you know, crash, it was gone. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Was it the ZX Spectrum with the rubber keys? The small one? Of course. Yeah, okay. Yes, because it, I had the next generation. It had proper, you know, plastic keys. So this is keyboard. Oh, no, no, no. no. Actually, actually, I got a Decatronics keyboard for it mm -hmm. eventually, which was, uh, you know, slightly bigger and proper keys. Mm -hmm. And um, and also more space inside because we we could never figure out why it would just reboot mm -hmm. randomly. And uh, we thought it was might be overheating, um, yeah. but we had an old house, so I think it was just very wonky electricity in that house. <laughs> Or it was just a Friday machine. So I tried all sorts of things to try and reduce the temperature, you know, with heat sinks and so on. Nothing worked; it just crashed every now and again. Okay. And then my dad eventually upgraded to a to a IBM compatible PC. 8088. Mine never and, crashed, uh, actually. Or, or I cannot remember. So it was pretty stable, I would say. So oh, something no, wrong. <laughs> I think it was absolutely terrible. And the worst was, you know, uh, um, of course, like, like most people our generation, we got these computer magazines and you, you, you type in this yeah. game. And you have to type, 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 and then save. And then type, 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 and save. And if you don't hurry up, then it just crashes. You've got to start from the beginning again. I remember typing in this one game uh, in BASIC. And uh, my brother saw me, and I was I was twelve when I got that uh, got that machine, and they saw me typing it in. I typed in like, "Rem, yeah, the rocket flies to the moon." I'm going like, "How the hell does this thing know that it's going to do this stuff?" You know, I'm typing in English letters. This is amazing. Yeah, and my brother said like, "You don't need to type this in." I said, "Yeah, but it says in the book, Rem, yeah. I must type it in." Yeah. And they said, "No, no, no, that doesn't do anything." I said, "But I must type it in. You know, it's in the book." <laughs> So the, we are the same experts. So REM stands for remarks, comment. And what I also did, I thought, you know, that you can actually draw ASCII art in the REMs. And this is how, how games are made. So, you know, I, I, I draw my own rocket with stars and, and whatever, and nothing happened. But in, and there was never an error. So I was really proud of myself that actually there is no syntax errors. It always runs. I mean, runs. Yeah. You, you saw exactly this what you wrote, right? So it's like uh, yeah. programming yeah. in JavaDoc. This is what I did. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, it was, it was quite a, quite a fun time. Yeah. Um, but I so, so you started programming. To... So you started proper yeah, yeah, programming. Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Almost from the beginning, because um, uh, I was stuck in South Africa and oh. uh, I, I couldn't find an easy place to pirate games, so I had to actually okay. write them myself. Okay. <laughs> Either type them from the magazine or just like write stuff. But I always use programming to uh, to make my life easier. Like, um, okay. I don't know. When, when we were in school, we had to do like useless subjects like sport and uh, yeah. other things. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I always <laughs> try music, to right? Get out of them. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Musik and uh, religion and all these things, yeah. you know, try and get out of that stuff. Yeah. And and so if the best excuse was to say, well, I've got to write this program for the school. So I always had some, I was, had some project I was doing mm-hmm. where I was writing this program for the school. I couldn't, I couldn't have anything I wanted, but I just, and, and we had this, this principal who wasn't very tech savvy. Mm-hmm. And all I had to say was computing. His eyes would glaze over and say, yeah, Hans, you just go ahead. You know, <laughs> do what you want to do. <laughs> It's a cool social hack, actually. To the school. Yeah. yeah. And so you grew up in, in, in South Africa, actually. Yeah, Cape Town. Deutsche Schule. Oh, my junior school, and then my high school I went to Kampsburg High School. Oh, nice. Was it a great time or not? I don't know. I had no experience. It was interesting. I mean, <laughs> interesting time. Yeah. <laughs> South Africa was a very str
Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, that's true. So so we bought this this machine and and uh, the 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 people that sold it to us they they wrote a program in GW Basic. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. what this program did was it sent a special code to the printer to make it more uh, more compact. You know, we had this obviously a dot matrix printer. Okay. Um, and they sent a special this one carry, one character sent it to the printer, and then your 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 printing is is more narrow, so you mm-hmm. can fit a whole spreadsheet onto the printer, mm-hmm. right? And well, I discovered that if you start the machine, I, I don't know anything I about the machine. No one could tell me about the machine, but I discovered that if you turn on the machine, you boot it up, and the printer's not turned on, mm-hmm. then the program would fail, and it would stay in GW Basic. Mm-hmm. And then I could start programming. So I started writing programs. And I wrote, for example, I was learning the language and the language of Nelson Mandela. Is he closer? Okay. And it's an African language. Okay. You can you, um, you you can speak it or you know it still? Or I used to speak it um not not well, but I could I, I used to always chat to, to anybody I could find who would okay. speak it. Like whenever I was walking along, I'd say hey, I would start speaking to them, and they go like, "Hey, this guy can speak." Is it closer? It was very unusual in those days to be able to speak. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and it's not these clicks and 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 you know. Ah, okay. Um, it's got th- three different types of clicks, and it's got it's very interesting language actually. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to remember now. Um, anyway, they've got a whole bunch of different different clicks, but the, the point is that I wanted to learn this. La- I was learning this language in school. And so um, I wrote myself a little program to to practice this language, mm-hmm. you know. And so I'll just do this program over and over again. You know, I wrote programs to teach me typing. Mm-hmm. So whenever I tried to learn something new, I would I would I would take a I'd write a program to do it. Mm-hmm. Of course, it was all GW Basic at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't have opportunities to learn anything else. It was all I could, all I had access to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also used GW Basic, but it was not that different. It was also on PC. Not clone. I, I don't even remember. Everything was a clone, yeah, it, it right? Was a pre- I, I mean, a clone, everything so. which was not IBM is a clone back then. Yeah. Okay. Right. Because we had AAG. Yeah. Then was it a clone, right? AAG, like the washing machines. Yeah, it's a clone. It's okay. A clone. Okay. A clone. So I didn't knew that because uh, I thought you, you, know, you either had the real thing or you had a clone, right? Okay. I clone. So I never had the real. I never saw actual IBM PC then. I always had their clones. Or uh, so, I've or seen right, IBM I never had that clone, but I worked with clones. In school, everywhere were just clones. There was n- never an yes, IBM. Yeah, sure. okay. No, never IBM. But even the clone was, you know, unbelievably expensive. Like my, my father paid it off, I think, over seven years. Oh. So with interest, it was, it was an un, you know, in today's terms, it would have been like 10,000 euros. You know, mm-hmm. that's... So more than really the a... stand for the Apple display, right? <laughs> 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 yeah, um, um, it was expensive, but the ZX Spectrum was also expensive back then. I remember, and the clones. Yeah, Wait, which expensive. CPU was it inside? Was it two six two eight six or was what was oh, it? Oh no, it's eight eight eight. So this eight eight eight. And the funny thing is, we had a switch at the back because mm-hmm. um, the default two. rating, uh, the default speed was eight megahertz, mm-hmm. and there was a switch at the back to turn it down to four point seven seven megahertz, which was like the standard eight eight six speed. Mm-hmm. Because some of the games were too fast to play yeah, of at course. eight megahertz. Yeah. Like boom, you're dead. Yeah. Okay, try again. Boom, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you already had you know 20 megs of RAM, so you had also you know the, your CPU was also too fast for 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 back then. No, no, not RAM. 20 megs of of hard drive space. Yeah, and we had uh, not RAM, hard drive. Of course, uh, RAM was 128 kilobytes of RAM. Mm-hmm. 
how, how much RAM? Kilo, kilobyte. 256 kilobytes. Okay, I, I, I thought 128, but 256 was already a lot back then. It that was, was a lot, yeah, yeah, a lot. And then eventually we upgraded to 640. We got a 40 megabyte hard drive. And, you know, we, my father used that machine for a long time, you know, <laughs> a really long time. I remember once in Java 1, you also, you know, came with the machines. Like, what is it? It's a my machine, you know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I always try and nurse my machines for a long time. Yeah. You know, you spend like a fortune on these things and you know that as soon as you buy them, they you've lost, I don't know, 30% of the value. Mm -hmm. So uh, I do try and, and, and keep them going for quite a long time. So what I did one day, um, with my servers, because it is a huge waste if you, I, I mean, uh, you know, the, the chassis for, for a server, for a tower yes. is fine. Yes. And they are actually all the yes. old ones. Uh, they are just thermal take or whatever. They're just perfect. So yeah. what I did yes, in one it. point of time, I, if I had two chassis, I just rotated, you know, the chassis and just threw away just the motherboards. And this yeah, was the best right, idea right, ever right. because you could just incrementally, Absolutely. you know, keep your server up to date or your tower. This is what I did for a long yeah. time. So this was actually perfect idea, and I still like it because the uh, you know the chassis gets worse and worse from the quality, and it does yeah. matter. It has to be a big one, and um, yeah. and yeah. Uh, interesting. So, um, so you are nice. actually a natural-born programmer. It's interesting. Uh, you played any games or never? Yeah, I've played games. You know, I try to play games, but <laughs> right. again, okay. unfortunately, I didn't have access to, to great pirated material. I didn't have money to buy them. So, well, okay. <laughs> I would have pirated if I could, but I couldn't. So, <laughs> I was stuck in the at the end of the world, you know, in South Africa. So, the, the, in um, South, South Africa, there should be just hackers, you know. This should be a Silicon Valley then, because there were no games. Everyone was forced to program with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Elon Musk grew up in South Africa. Ah, yeah. You know, you, you went with him to, to school, right? I guess. No, 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 never, no, no. He's far away from me. But you know, okay. Uh, so, so that's always my excuse. Like when people say, "Why have you not achieved anything?" I say, "Well, because I, I couldn't be. I don't know because I'm lazy or something. I'm stupid." I mean, look at what Elon Musk did. Richest guy in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Same, same, same country, you know, same country. Yeah, perfect. Same opportunities, and uh, I, I didn't do anything with it. He did. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he had, an, uh, yeah. I, I don't know what what's uh, what's wrong with him because you know you are living and you know still programming, and he became a manager, right? So uh, I think you should try and get him on your AHEX, actually. He, he That'd be interesting. You. Yeah, I think you should get him onto AHEX. Yeah, uh, on my podcast, then Elon. Yeah, I think so. I think so, yeah. yeah but I was that'd asking, be, now, what was your first computer? And Elon will ask, uh, answer, I don't know, so I will shut down the podcast, you know. Then I was okay, then sorry. You have to I don't go think now. so. I don't think that'll happen. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and we tried to sell it, autopilot Tesla. It's like, look, it doesn't work. Then we saw. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, perfect. Uh, so uh, you are the natural-born programmer, and you spend a lot of time with G GW Basic. So what was the next programming language? So that was, I didn't say, that was from about, I don't know, um, I mean, I did Basic all through my teenage years, and then I went to university, mm -hmm. and of course we did Pascal. That's okay. like the beginning language to a Pascal. And university and, was still uh, in South Africa? Yeah, that was the University of Cape Town, okay. which is the best university in Africa, the whole continent of Africa. Okay. The best? So, yeah, the best. Mm -hmm. It's best, yeah. Best, the best in Africa. And it's, it's actually quite highly rated. I think it's, it's, it beats like Vienna University, wow. for example, in the global rating. So it's, it's pretty good globally. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's where I went. And um, we learned Turbo Pascal, I think it was Pascal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fine. Beginning and, you know, data structures and all that yeah. jazz, algorithms and so on. You enjoyed that? Uh, when, I went for, when I went to lectures, yes. Okay. 
I, I spent most of my undergraduate time playing snooker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I found the computer science lectures not to, to not be rather to, to not be very challenging. Okay, and we sort of okay. you know fudged our way through mm-hmm. um, the first couple of years and uh, rather concentrated on getting good better scores playing snooker than than really working on my grades. My, my parents never knew that; they thought I was like really a good student. But I'd go to go to there and just play snooker. But uh, anyway, it's snooker. The billiard. point is it's that snooker. yeah, it's like billiards. It's like mm-hmm. it's like a. It's it's the the billiards with lots of balls, right? Okay. <laughs> with all the red balls in the middle, and then you have different colors, and you got to get get the first red one, and then a colored okay. one, red one, colored one. And billiard has less balls, or billiards has got three balls, I think. Okay. On on how much balls you had? Gee, I don't know. You're asking me a question. Five plus four plus three plus two plus one. <laughs> it's fifteen. Wow. <laughs> plus another wow. six. So it's it's got like six or seven. Yeah, it's got six six colored balls, and then fifteen red balls. Mm-hmm. And you always have to pot one red one, and then colored one, and then a red one, and then a colored one. Okay. And uh, I had a wonderful friend who who lived on on the campus and and in a residence, and, and they had a full size snooker table mm-hmm. in their pub. That we'd, we'd you know we'd sneak off instead of going to lectures, we sneak off and play snooker um, the whole day long. Okay. Um, but we, we but I did all my all my did all my assignments, and uh, I'd, I'd always finish all my assignments on time. Never had it in an assignment late all through my university career. Um, so that's what we focused on. So doing the assignments, um, and we did go to the occasional lecture, but they were rather boring, uh, you know, hmm. uh, <laughs> as you can probably imagine. So, I mean, but the, uh, how it's called, sneaker or snooker is a, a snooker or a sneaker? Snooker. 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 It's a slow sport. S-N-O-O-K-E-R. So this is no slow sport with no high latency, so you can learn in between. Something happened, you know, you can learn a little bit and then come back, you know, context switch and, and do something with your ball and then learn again, right? So you have lots of time. Yeah, well, the context switching is always a problem, right? Because it's like you, you, you get into programming and like you're busy doing some, some code yeah. and then your wife comes and says, what are we eating tonight? That's yeah. all she says. What yeah. are you eating tonight? And, and if like just, if just done the big context switch out of the programming mode, and I was like, okay, great. Now I've got to get back into the, <laughs> into the constraint. Yeah. I answer it's nothing. Like, I don't know what you need tonight. You, know, you have no to answer no, nothing. Um, and then you just get nothing. Just or no. Just no is the best no, answer. No, you, you if it doesn't, do doesn't. You, yeah. Because I'm the, I'm the cook, so I'm the chef. Ah, so okay. I've got this, to this come is the problem. Right? Okay. But then we've got to go do the context switch all the way back to what I'm working on. Okay. And it takes a bit of time to get back into that. Unfortunately, we don't context switch as well as programs, as com- computers do. Yeah, but better now than, than before with ZX Spectrum because if there was a power outage, so everything was gone. <laughs> so, so we never had, you know, the problem with uh, context switches because we always have to, you know, write everything from scratch. Yeah, just type it in again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you learn how to type quickly when you do that. Yeah. You're always thinking against next power outage. <laughs> so um, so you, university was boring. So and I'm curious what happened after the university. So uh, so you just learned Tuba Pascal and was bored and then you became no, 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 snoo- first it was Tuba snooker. Pascal, then we did snooker Steve. profi. You are snooker pro now. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. You know, if many years after after university, I was with my with the same friend and we were playing snooker in England. Okay. And I said to him, you know what? We wasted four years playing snooker. And he said to me, no, it was it was great. We enjoyed it. I said, yes, but we are still useless at snooker. <laughs> if at least we got a skill, you know, we were good at snooker. Okay. After playing for four years of snooker, they were, no, we were okay, but we didn't even get that. Anyway, uh, so first year of Pascal, then we did the scheme, uh, prologue. Wow. You know, um, lots of different languages, assembler, like 
a whole bunch of spectrum of different languages, different subjects. It was a good university. Um, and the, the part which I, which I liked a lot was when I was doing my, in South Africa, you first do a three years Bachelor of Science. Okay. Then you do an honors degree and then you start the masters. And during the honors, um, there we really learned a lot. It was like a one year incredibly intensive course. And that's when you really start sort of being what interests you. Mm -hmm. So, um, one thing which interests me a lot was uh, parallelism and, and threading, multi-threading mm -hmm. performance and things mm -hmm. like that. Um, always find that interesting. No way. But, uh, that's what I was doing a lot of when I was uh, at university and then went from there into to masters. And then the masters was going well by the, on the side, I was also working as a tutor when I was my undergraduate. Okay. Helping along teaching Java, mm -hmm. not Java teaching. I didn't do any Java at university. Okay. And then when I, when I finished, <clears throat> um, also whilst I was an undergraduate, I was, I, I sold one of the programs I wrote to, a very large supermarket chain in South Africa in Cape Town. Ah. Um, so that was quite fun. Which programming language you wrote it? Um, that was actually Pascal. Okay. Because I, mm -hmm. I wrote it in my third year mm -hmm. and I'd written a little library that I was using, which made it look like I had a windowing system in, on a, on a text-based, DOS-based program. Mm -hmm. So it looked like, but it wasn't actually a windowing system. It looked like it, but it wasn't. It was all fake, but it worked, it, it looked, well enough, it looked enough like a Windows system that, that it didn't matter that it wasn't, if okay. you know what I mean. Quite yeah, often yeah. when you're writing code, as long as it appears to be correct, that's good enough. Yeah. It doesn't have to actually be Windows system. This was the problem, <clears throat> what I had uh, with in all these Swing projects, because if we did uh, a fake uh, or fake uh, proof of concept, it looked right. And my client yes. thought <laughs> it is true. ready, right? So it is already done. Yeah, exactly. And but there was no buttons, exactly. nothing was operational. And um, <laughs> and uh, what there was a look and feel for Swing, and the name was like Daper, I think. It looked completely broken. So you had to activate that. And if you did, nothing was aligned. You know, the the buttons were broken. And this is what we did. We did with for proof of concept. No kidding. This was a true look, look and feel. That's brilliant. And, yeah, and, and and then everyone knew, okay, uh, it's broken. And what I also do right now, if I have a web components project, uh, I, I never apply the best CSS. I try, you know, without CSS first, it should be yeah. somehow aligned, but it looks not very exciting. And say, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to, yeah, you have to spend more time. It's like, of course, of course, and and actually everything is operational, but it doesn't look right. And at the end, you can replace the CSS, and it looks good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And another well, trick is, is if you have release, you no know, software releases versions. It's very important that you also improve the look of the software. Yes. Very important. That's right. Yeah. No kidding. It's funny, but... Uh, no, you're we, right. Yeah. You're right. A lot of this has to do with perception. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you another one, which I think you'll like. We were doing a, um, an ERP system, mm -hmm. um, and the, the thing we were doing was, was a, like a front-end to an ERP system. So the mm -hmm. front-end, the back-end was some other language, mm -hmm. and then we did like a Java Java thing that that was speaking to to the back end and um the perception was that java took a very long time to start up mm -hmm. that was the perception mm -hmm. right and and i uh, i went to see the the director he was like in charge of the project mm -hmm. and he said this thing doesn't start up mm -hmm. and i said well show me and he's like he clicks on it and then he goes to somewhere else but now the pro first problem was that the the actual login dialogue was not was it not a modal dialogue it, mm -hmm. it wasn't connected to a frame mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so he'd opened it up and then he'd open his check his emails but then the dialogue was like behind his emails and yeah. it wasn't it didn't appear in his in his list of, mm -hmm. of tasks mm -hmm. so then he'd open it again and mm -hmm. again it wouldn't open mm -hmm. so he'd open it again it wouldn't open 
So, um, and then there were two problems. The first problem is that it took a while to open and it wasn't connected to, to a frame. Mm -hmm. And the second part was that sometimes there was a race condition and sometimes it actually didn't really didn't start. Mm -hmm. right? um, so what we did was we obviously we fixed the race condition. So it always started. And then what I did was I connected to a frame and I, and, and I, and I, and I immediately, immediately showed the login dialog before actually loading the application. Yeah. And in so Swing, in, in Swing, there was even a support for that, like a splash screen, splash screen support. You could load. Yes, it was, it yeah, was, yeah uh, you, I could have. This was before the splash screen arrived. Yeah, so they didn't have that at the time. Mm -hmm. But um, I think the splash screen came came after that. And what he also but, did, you um, know, what you had to do is in the loading screen a progress bar or something. And in an animated. No, all we did was. Yeah. All we did was we used the psychology. So um, what would happen is it would you'd, he'd click on it, it would. Immediately show the login screen, mm -hmm. and in the background would load the actual ERP application. Exactly. And, and then he's scratching his head. What was my login password again? Oh, yes, it was um, user password was one two three four. And whilst he's typing that in the background, we're loading everything. Yeah. So when he clicks enter, boom, there's the application. It's like, oh, Heinz, wie hast du das gemacht? How did you do that? Yeah. How did you get the the, the so next fast? time would be great if you if the first three times you will reject his password. You know. And then you have more time to load. And then say, like, okay, now it's loaded. Now you can come in. This, this, will, be, this, this will be cool. So I, I have a similar case, but not because of performance. I was uh, also logging screen in uh, an insurance company. And the user yeah. told me they can only log in if they are standing. It doesn't work in sitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? That's... Broken keyboard, right? Yeah. Not broken keyboard. They had an English keyboard and in the password was Z. <laughs> And they could type, you know, if they sit, they could uh, type blind. But if they, they they were standing, they had to look at the keyboard. Yeah. And, but this took me a while to decode why, why this works. I was really curious, you know, what, what's, uh, yeah, but uh, this was interesting. But uh, back to your business with Windows without Windows. So you wrote a, uh, a, a fake window look and feel with Pascal and sold it to whom? Well, um, I wrote like a little program using it. So it was a little stock control program. Mm -hmm. And um, and it, it worked really well for this customer. And uh, okay. I was just amazed because what happened is I, I sat down with this guy and he said, how much do you want for this program? And I told him a price, which to me was an astronomical amount of money. Um, <laughs> now looking back, it wasn't that much. But yeah. And and he said, okay. And I couldn't stop smiling. I had this big smile on my yeah. face. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell just happened here? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> this thing took me like a couple of days to write, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and it, it was specced by by his nephew. His nephew told me about that they they actually need this. And he sort of explained on the back of a piece of cardboard, um, you know, mm -hmm. back of a box. I mean, he sort of wrote some specs. Mm -hmm. And and I and I wrote the program just just with that. And I went to demo it, and I was ninety nine percent right mm -hmm. to exactly what they needed. Mm -hmm. um, and he just said, "Okay, fine. You know, that's fine." Yeah. You know, forget agile, right? This is this is this is uh, why waterfall is working perfect, right? You need to just cardboard a nephew and, and go ahead, right? <laughs> if the iteration takes four days, it works. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So this was your first was commercial first experience, right? Yeah, yeah, it was my first commercial experience. My, what my you did with the money? Really quite, you you uh, bought another computer good. or a, a snooker um, ball? Well, I had just bought a computer, okay, um, and that paid for. I would say about three quarters off the computer. Yeah, cool. So I just recouped the money like immediately. Yeah. And then um, when I was doing my master's degree, I, I, I was doing 
one of the things I was writing for the master's degree was actually commercially interesting, put okay. it that way. And there was a company in France interested in that, in that software. Wow. So, um, my professor said to me, you know, Heinz, um, <laughs> we, sh- you should go, you should go to France for a month and, uh, we sell it and we split the proceeds 50 50. That was always my deal with my professor. You know, he, uh, 50 goes to his slush fund at the university and 50% goes, goes to me. So, I, I, um, what, what you said, probably the professor uh, caught, uh, bought for the money, you know, a better machine gun to go hunting or something like this, right? So <laughs> no, 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 no. The, no, the, the, the crazy, the crazy teachers that was at the German school. Ah, German. The South Africa, uh, Africans no, no, no. are. No, no, this was a South African. He was a fantastic professor. Okay. Really great. Um, very, very good guy. Professor Kritzinger. Mm-hmm. He went just to this. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what you wrote retired. in your master thesis? What was it? Your secret software? Uh, some some stuff. <laughs> some stuff with performance. Okay. <laughs> that was a long time ago. But then, then the thing is that that I had I had seen a lot of other people doing master's degrees, and you know, in South Africa we had military service, compulsory military service. Uh huh. I know this might not seem relevant to to my studies, but a lot of people who went to study. Did that so they wouldn't have to go to the you know to the military service yet, right? Because mm-hmm. in the eighties, South Africa was at war with Cuba. Okay, so we were fighting against Cuba, South Africa. Okay, um, and there was this big, you know, I had friends at at university who had gone to fight against the Cubans. Mm-hmm. It's kind of strange because we're in Africa and they're in Cuba and we're fighting against Cuba, right? Yeah, this, this was so, they knew about it, so okay. Mm-hmm. And you were not yeah. involved, right, uh, in in the in the fight. Well, I was at university, right? Yeah, so, of course, no, but I you was, could on vacations or whatever. So I don't know you, you know. Oh no, it was it's quite far north. It didn't affect the actual South Africans. But then, um, so there were quite a few people who who sort of started studying, and then they they dragged it out and dragged it out and dragged it out, so they wouldn't mm-hmm. have to go to the you know, to the mm-hmm. to the army yet. Mm-hmm. But also for other reasons, a lot of the people who started master's degrees were. By the time they finished, they almost always got got uh, got first. You know, uh, really good, really good marks. The masters were were always marked internationally, not not in South Africa. So okay. you'd have to get external uh, markers from other countries, mm-hmm. and they'd look at the masters from South Africa from UCT and they'd say, "Why is this a master's degree?" They'd say, "This would be a PhD," because mm-hmm. um, they were really thoroughly researched and new discoveries and so on in the masters degrees. Mm-hmm. So I say to myself, you know. The difference between a master's and a PhD in the South African context is not that much. Mm-hmm. Um, so there w- was a possibility to to upgrade your master's to a PhD, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that you 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 basically skip the the masters and then you only do a PhD. What's actually the difference? I still don't understand. I mean, in both cases, you have to do something. But uh, what what makes the PhD if you compare it to to the master in your case? Well, the masters is you can do a masters just research what other people have done mm-hmm. without any new innovation. Ah, okay, that's the difference. Mm-hmm. But the PhD needs to have something new. Okay. Mm-hmm. I had this idea because I thought I know that if I do my if I handle my masters now, I'll get a there's like guaranteed because mm-hmm. I, I had a bunch of in, innovative things that really sold the. I mean, I hadn't sold it yet, but it, it's a lot of potential, and I knew it's going to be a first. There's no no question about it, and I thought. If they want, if I, if I'm ever going to leave this university, I have to get out as soon as possible because I don't want us to be stuck in academia. So I said to my professor, you know, I want to upgrade this to a PhD, mm-hmm. and on a, you know, on to hand it as a PhD because it had the potential. I believe that had the potential. And he said to me at the same time, no, I want you to go to France, and I want you to, we want to sell this program to 
the this company in France. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I said, no, 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 forget that. I don't want to do that. I want to upgrade to PhD. I want to undo that. And he said, no, no, no. I want you to go to – we're going backwards and forwards. Mm-hmm. And he was, he was smoking his cigar and he like took a deep puff of his cigar and he like looked up into the distance and he said, why don't we do both? <laughs> this is what I wanted to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So – we went off to my wife and I. We went off to to Germany, to, to France for mm-hmm. a month, mm-hmm. and I just had to do a few like ma- minor adjustments to the program. But what did that um, program? Was it like secret? Like, so you cannot. What was it? Your program? Oh, it was it was a it was like a little case tool. Okay. Mm-hmm. And but the it was the part that they bought wasn't the whole thing that I was doing for my, my master's PhD, but it was a little case tool. The company doesn't exist anymore, so it's it's all mm-hmm. long long. It's technology from years years ago 20 years ago mm-hmm. uh, more than 20 years ago but um the the, the funny thing was that uh, the one thing that they asked me to do which i refused to do was they asked me to make my program crash more often oh never heard about that no i've never heard of it either but he seriously like the the director he came to me and said Heinz, uh we have a problem and i said so what's the problem he says well your little program is more reliable than our program so they had a program that ran on solaris and my program could run on Solaris, but they bought the Windows version. Mm-hmm. And they would give their, give the Windows version to their customers to use. And my program was more reliable than their program. And maybe… So their the, program would crash. This, the, comp- the company, your company started Chaos Engineering, you know. This was the behind the other Chaos Engineering as a service, you know. And you were too stable. <laughs> they couldn't kill your program, right? <laughs> 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 My program wasn't that stable, but it was more stable than theirs. So actually, said, I have a similar story crash. again, S- similar but not the okay, same. So there was an e-commerce, early Java e-commerce project with JDK 1.1. and uh, you you sold the project on uh, CDs, of course, back then. So online was uh, yeah, and I got the feedback: it's too small. It's not. It's not. You know, it's it cannot seriously. <laughs> <laughs> back then, you know. Uh, <laughs> you cannot sell it, which is five MB. But it was five megabyte, and this was Java on that. The, the entire zip with the entire application server, everything. And I say, yeah, but it, there was not Maven or something. It's like I cannot make it larger. Maybe we can. And, you know, some PDFs and video, and this is what we did. So they created lots of PDF, you know, high resolution, and the entire yeah. CD was full. Because it was very important back then that you give to someone, you know, a CD with 600 megs, because Oracle yeah. was big. And so like, how it's possible that your application server is 5 megs? And yeah. I don't know whether you remember, but Java was tiny in the beginning. So the entire JDK small. was like 5 megs. You could download completely. So we had, we had similar, similar uh, experiences, yeah? But... Um, you made your pro- pro- uh, project less reliable, no? No, no, I refused to do that. It was, it oh. was yeah. <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> but that wasn't C plus plus. And then I, you know, when I came back from France, uh, I, I finished my PhD. And during that time, at somebody ran into, came into the lab where I was working. Said, oh, you got to see this. You got to see this. I said, "What is it?" And he said, "Go to this website." We're going to this website, and it's like this little, I don't know, sorting or something, mm-hmm. you know, on the mm-hmm. website. Mm-hmm. And I said, "What is that?" And he says, "Java." I said, mm-hmm. Looks like tickle TK. I said, yeah, yeah. I said boring, yeah, boring. Exactly. And then move on, yeah, move on. And I didn't look at it again for for about a year. And then when I started working, the company that I was working for, they decided strategically they wanted to move to Java. Mm-hmm. So um, we we downloaded 
Bruce Eccles' Thinking in Java book, which was mm-hmm. available for free at the time to download. This was a standard, print- actually, back then. Yep, that was a standard. We printed it out, we studied it, and uh, we started programming in Java. Mm-hmm. And uh, you sold the pro- uh, program in, in France? No, because it was too stable. Or, or no, no, it's no. Of course, of course, we sold. Yes, yes. yes yeah. Yes. Okay. Very good. And, 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 that, and that sale, that sale, uh, paid for my for one more year of, of doing my PhD. Ah, and and you are uh, and you I are a doctor now, PhD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I finished that. Yeah, perfect. So so a great story. Also, you you know you've wrote a stable program. You 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 are now a Too doctor, stable. right? A PhD. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's <laughs> that's great. <laughs> But I, I find that it's, it's really funny because um, with software, so much is so much is psychological and trickery. Um, like you said, with you know filling up the CD with yep. with random junk in order to you know let, let, let's use raw encoding for the video to make it bigger. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so actually yep. we use up six hundred fifty megabytes in, in my in my second year university. We had to write uh, some some project. They always had like a big project for second university. You might remember Norton Utilities? Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Norton yeah. Commander, right? Like the Norton Commander, that's one. So basically, the idea was, let's write a Norton Commander mm-hmm. for these IBM text-based terminals. So we had 10 people per IBM 386 at okay. our university. This okay. is our second and third year. Mm-hmm. So had one box, one box, AIX, running AIX, and then 10 programmers would use one. But we, we had like these text-based interfaces, IBM mm-hmm. terminals, um, only text, no graphics, just text. Mm-hmm. And um, But there was some interesting feature with that terminals that if you sent special character codes to the <laughs> special terminal… Special characters again, like your printer from back then, yes, which makes everything smaller, exactly, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Special characters, then it would… It would split the monitor down the middle, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. They've saved like two monitors now, yeah. two halves, yeah. top and bottom. And then what I did was on the top, I drew the tree, mm-hmm. and the bottom was then the actual file that you're opening. Yeah. So, and so it was like super fast. So all you do is send the signal, and then you can like draw it directly. Mm-hmm. The other guys were using cursors. I don't know if you know cursors. Yeah, I heard about that, but uh, what I remember right now, I use Midnight Command on Linux, MC. And the Norton right, Commander um, was the origin. Midnight com- Commander came later on these curses. I think I also know it from Linux somewhere. Yeah, so curses was on, on Unix-based system was like a, it was I, on AIX we were using, but curses is like a text-based Windows system, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. That's right. But it was it was horrendously slow on the, those machines. If you imagine three at six with ten people at the same time yeah. on a single processor, three at six. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> not with not very much RAM. Yeah. So the other guys are like just like drawing the slow stuff. They're doing all these things to try and make it fast. And I said, no, it's bugger that. Just hey, by the way, I could sell then my stuff. basic software to you with the RAM. You know, I could draw with the RAM the entire terminal. You know. I will send you the source code. Yeah, exactly. This would run faster in your machine, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. But and then the other thing I did was, the other people would would you know, always be scanning the file system to see any changes. Mm-hmm. I just cached everything, so everything was cached. Everything was basically fake. It was a completely useless project, but it was fast. <laughs> it was really fast. Yeah. <laughs> but this was before your PhD, right? Also before your PhD. Time. This was long before. This was my second year when I was playing snooker most of the time. Ah, snooker, okay. And uh, this was my yeah. This was sort of on the side. But uh, the fun, the fun part was when I demoed the system to to the professor. Whilst I was showing it to him, it actually crashed. It did a segmentation call down. He was so impressed with the speed of this thing that I still got this brilliant mark for it. And uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> okay. Very cool. So, now I'm curious about Java. 
So you 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 downloaded a book from Bruce Eckel, Thinking in Java. Yes. You read the book probably, yes. and what happened then? So yes. I'm curious about your first project now. Well, the very first project was uh, fixing two problems in some in some code somebody else wrote. Mm-hmm. So this other guy wrote some code, and there was a null pointer exception. Wow. Mm-hmm. I know it. Which isn't supposed to happen in Java, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I saw saw this recently. Yeah. <laughs> and and there was a memory leak. Okay. I also know it. Yeah. Okay, and the memory leak leak was really really odd because the memory leak used to happen in Java one dot zero one dot one. Ah, was it the action listener? You... Was it the action listener in Swing? No, 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 okay. no actions. No, nothing. No, didn't use, they didn't use action listeners? This was one dot zero code. Never mind action listener. That was that's modern code. Okay, that's modern one Java. one exactly. Action listener huh. was inter- introducing one one. Yeah, exactly. But this is impossible. What you're saying right now because you said you saw Java uh, and then you didn't like it. You waited a year. And then you started programming again. So then it was one one. It might have been. It might have been less than a year. It might have been six months. Or you. Or you saw Oak. What I also I did. You know? Maybe you saw the pre- predecessor of Java. You know. You saw the the preview. That's possible. This is possible because I remember. I saw there was 96. one year between I, one zero and one one. Yeah, I saw it in ninety six, and I started coding in Java probably March or so ninety seven. Yeah, right yeah, about so. then, March, March, April '97. Mm-hmm. But uh, before I before I really started working with it, I I had to fix this bug. And the memory leak was interesting because it it used to happen that every time that you started a new thread, mm-hmm. it used to leak some native memory. Wow, this was a bug in Java, early version of Java. Okay. So basically, we just reused the thread instead of starting new one all the time, and the memory leak went away. Yeah, and you and you saw it as enterprise thread pool, right? <laughs> this was thread long pooling. before we had enterprise anything. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but uh, the, the, yeah, just, just, just. No, but yeah. um, interesting. Okay, and uh, I mean, you you reused the thread, so what, you wrote a wrapper, and you could replace the runnable inside or something like this, right? But we just we just had one thread which just kept stayed alive. Yeah, that the whatever work had to be done. Sort of this is what people call Node.js nowadays, right? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> very, very good. So, uh, so what happens after? Yeah. I, I mean, this doesn't seem like you know, a huge project, uh, keeping one thread running. So, what was you no, know? No, there was there was just trying to fix it. But it's really funny with that project because they they had the student doing it. I mean, what and, was it? Uh, they paid him almost nothing. What was and, it? But then afterwards, they had to have. Pay, pay professionals to maintain the code. Mm-hmm. So they actually paid a lot of money for that code because of all the maintenance that had to go into it to keep it working or to actually make it work in the first place. Mm-hmm. That was really fun. But th- then I started working on some other other projects um, within the company, like from from the ground up, doing it in Java. That was some interesting code. The one one part was really fun: a, a multicasting setup. So it, the, the the components were just startup multicast their their position and then start communicating. A bit like I don't know if you remember I think it was called Jiri? Genie. Genie? Genie. Java Genie. I think it was called Genie. Genie. Java Genie. Intelligent Network Infrastructure. Genie. That's it. It was something like that. But we wrote it long before Genie came around. Mm-hmm. Um, Genie would have been the solution, the general solution for it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was Genie and Gyro. Um, the Genie was Java in Java Spaces. Java Spaces was like a NoSQL database. Yes, that's right, Java Spaces. Yeah, this yeah. was like a hash map which was distributed and transactional. Gyro was some that's attempt, right. you know, to to make uh, hard disk Genie aware, and Genie was Genie. Yeah, right? yeah. And then, then after working for this company for two years, I um, I, I decided to 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 become self-employed, start my own little business. And I had great dreams. None of them have materialized. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> as part of that, 
my old professor who had worked with really well, he contacted me and said, Heinz, don't you want to teach Java? He had, he had started this little school. Okay. Um, and, uh, I, I started teaching Java without ever going to a Java course. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really fun because the, the first, like the, um, it was five days. It was actually Bruce Eccles, um, hands on Java course mm-hmm. that I taught. Mm-hmm. And in five days, you could cover the entire Java 1.1, mm-hmm. like everything done, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I also uh, uh, did it for Sun Microsystems back then. And there was five, uh, but yeah. I didn't it not frequently. There was uh, like uh, I rem- still remember SL two seven five or Java Basics or something like this. This was That's the, the entire Java. Yeah. And um, but I did it not that frequently. I usually did the you know distributed pro- uh, programming and and then later EJBs, which was fun and 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 Java E also. Um, but, I was quite uh, surprised when I started teaching that because I, I had people who were learning Java. They were um, from other languages like COBOL mm-hmm. and, and things. And one of the exercises, you had to write a recursive algorithm. Okay. And at university, one of the things I did, I was tutoring Scheme. Mm-hmm. So I'd been, I'd been eating you know, recursion for breakfast every day. Yeah. Um, and so I said, well, let's write a recursive algorithm to do this. And, and, and the, I just got the sea of blank stares. They were like, what the? Yeah. What, what, what's, what's that? You know? Yeah. And I said, well, it's like mathematical induction. Yeah, then, then I, it's clear, right? What? <laughs> like, what's that? <laughs> so like, for me, it was similar. Uh, you but, really don't know what that is. Yeah. You don't know what recursion is or mathematical induction. And I had one guy on the course who, who I was working with, and he had a master's in computer science. And he was like, they don't have recursion in COBOL. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, <laughs> what do I do now? <laughs> the next exercise also similar experience at uh, sun microsystems time back then the entire course was set up to fill in blanks you know so there was a huge application and the the developer was supposed to write a line Uh, i hate such a thing it's like we don't do this everyone was already disappointed it's like we write everything from scratch (laughs) you can imagine what happened you know nothing worked so millions of errors and everything was like we hate Java. We hate you. What you did, right? But uh, <laughs> public static void man. No class path everything. And then at one point of time, like, okay, you are allowed to use Eclipse, right? So I showed the first day, you know, yeah. this, uh, and this was Eclipse at some microsystems. We were supposed to use NetBeans back then, but NetBeans was before fir- five was terrible. It's like no NetBeans, Eclipse. It was awful. Yeah, completely yeah. no rebel, uh, <laughs> rebel. Um, <laughs> uh, guerrilla tactics, but uh, that did work well, and the and the attendees liked that actually because at the end of the day yeah. they really we didn't achieve a lot. We did, we couldn't write an entire e-commerce server in in one week, but um, but the understanding was there. So and um, this is what I did, but uh, very similar to, to your experience with your recursion. But uh, what I learned right now is that you did the applets after university, right? So you started Java after university. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. so you worked already for a company, or you were self-employed. Yeah, I was working for the company, and then okay, the company thought, decided they needed to to so do Java strategically. So you were a consultant? No, I was working full-time employee at the company, and then they they decided to do Java as a um as a, for for their system. Oh, okay. And, so uh, you 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 there were projects inside a company, right? So what you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. And so I was doing C plus plus and other things, and then okay. they went on to Java. Um, and then we, I worked there for another about one and a half years and then hmm. went off by myself. And then afterwards? And, and that's when I started teaching on the side. Okay, on the side with your professor. And the very first course I taught, I had one of the students burst into tears. This is also quite a different experience. <laughs> he just like started crying. Yeah. I can't do this. I can't do this. And I was like, 
Lindy, no! Like, what am I supposed to do with this person crying? And I comforted her and I said, don't, don't worry, you know, you'll, you'll get it. You'll then mm-hmm. calm down a bit. And, 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 yep. and I've, I've had all sorts of people started smoking on my courses. And yeah, you, people, you, <laughs> you, you have to write it on your, on your, uh, on your bio, you know, in my courses, people are crying, smoking, whatever. Would you like to attend to join yeah, me, right? Exactly. If, if you're feeling too well, you know, <laughs> join me. Okay. You'll, you'll start taking crack and whatever. Then, then give us some war stories from my courses early. You, you remember Korba, what it was? Yeah. Yeah. So there was one week Korba course on on Friday. One week Korba. That sounds that sounds gruesome. Yeah, but this was uh, really enjoyable for me at least as a teacher. I don't know whether for the <laughs> attendees, right? But uh, on Friday, one attendee says, "Okay, Korba is absolutely crystal clear for him because you know it got everything. This is distributed computer is easy." He had only one yeah. question: What is what is IP address? So he never heard about <laughs> IP address, you know. <laughs> I was like, okay, on Friday afternoon, it's really hard to explain what IP address is. So, but if you, I was like, if you got Korba, you will also get IP addresses, right? This was the 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 the, 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 the first thing. So, um, oh this happened to me frequently. Such uh, funny stories, or also one Java was five year or five years old at Sun Microsystems. So yes. we get marks, okay. you know, the five years and 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 and, and mouse pads and everything. And there was one yeah. attendee who was really aggressive. And at the, at the beginning, I asked, now, what is your programming experience? And he said, okay, he programs seven years in Java. And behind him, you know, a huge, <laughs> huge post that Java is five. <laughs> Everyone is laughing. He's like, no, I do Java seven years. Like, okay, uh, the, 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 let's keep it this way. Maybe Sun is wrong, right? So uh, he, he, was, he was convinced he does Java seven years. So... <laughs> So, it's an interesting story, you know. Uh, what to, uh, and the very last story for you, maybe you will enjoy it. G- a- a Genie course. High-end Genie course. Yes. Yeah. And there is uh, okay. some microsystems in Frankfurt. And one attendee is completely broken. So, you know, red face and completely destroyed. And he yeah. cannot okay. even log into the machine. And I ask, can, I, can I help you? No, it, no, but I have to. And, and I cannot, right? And um, what, what turned out, the, uh, he, 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 he didn't want it to tell me this, but the attendees uh, said that. Um, he worked back then, this was like no a new economy days. He worked for a heating company. He had nothing to do with software. And his boss sent him to my course with the expectation that after the course, he will be able to remotely read the, the heatings, you know, he was supposed to write software that he can remote oh, like a magic, guy. you know, like a Harry Potter technology oh, to reading oh. remotely, you know, the heating controls. And of course, it was completely, I mean, the, the course was about Genie, assuming that you already know Java and everything, wow. right? So this was, wow. but I couldn't help him. So I, I mean, I, I at least he uh-huh. logged in and saw the first time, you know, computer from, uh, but uh, this was also an, an incredible That's cruel. Story. That's so cruel. That's so cruel. Yeah, no, but uh, you know we're joking about our students, but I mean, I'm this sure was not a had, joke. I'm, I'm, this was not a joke. I mean, this is this was like a crazy new economy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone expected, yeah. you know, he uh, after two days you become the global hero. That's 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 so cruel. I, I've had, you know, I've I've always said that my courses really help to 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 get me good good ideas. Or, because, or yeah, um, yeah, because I get such. Excellent questions from my students. Yeah, you know, and, and they run the course and they say, "But how how does this work, and how does that work?" And I'm teaching Java to my son at the moment. He wants to learn some Java, so I'll teach him some Java. We did this one thing. I in a terminal. Mm-hmm. I in a, 
on, on a normal terminal, I ran a program that's printed one million numbers. Mm-hmm. Okay. One, two million on the terminal. And we timed how long it took. And it took like, I don't know, two and a half seconds mm-hmm. on the terminal. Mm-hmm. If you run it inside IntelliJ, it took like five and a half seconds. Okay. Which kind of makes sense. Yeah. Right? Yep. I mean, you, you would expect it to run slower inside the ID doing yep. the SysMart print line than on the terminal. And then I said, now, now we're going to do it really fast. And I, instead of printing to the terminal, I piped it to a file. Mm-hmm. So just the smart print line, just the program, and then, you know, mm-hmm. gr- gr- greater than to the file. And um, when I opened the file, it took longer than printing it to the, to the terminal. Mm-hmm. And I didn't expect that. I was like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Like you're not doing any output and you're just piping it to file and it's still slower. So questions like that, you know, why is this, why does this happen? Why does that happen? So very often you get these, these uh, inspirations when teaching a course um, that I find it could be valuable. Normally when I, when somebody asks me a question in a class, especially if it's a live class, obviously I immediately jump on my computer screen and I try and answer the question using code because mm-hmm. right? then, then you've got like the answer, you know, you could speculate and say, well, maybe it's this and maybe it's that. But if you, if you actually write the code and demonstrate it, the argument's gone. There's no exactly. more like, well, maybe this, there's the answer. Perfect. And, um, also, if you are able to explain something, you learn more. It's how, to, how uh, it's just hard to explain, but uh, you get other ideas, and then um, yeah, it is you learn the most. I would almost say as a teacher. Um, what what yeah, interests exactly. me, you know, the path you, you you stick with teaching from then to now. Well, the teaching used to be completely a side business. Okay, um, and then end of two thousand, you know, two thousand, everything collapsed. Mm-hmm. Um, I basically lost all my contracts with all my employers, mm-hmm. all the different uh, mm-hmm. jobs I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I thought, let me start writing a newsletter about all the things I've learned okay. in the last few years of programming in Java. So I started this newsletter called the Java Specialists Newsletter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not by the Java Specialists, it's for Java Specialists. Mm-hmm. I've got almost 200 articles already mm-hmm. uh, written in 21 years of writing. Mm-hmm. Um and and it's just you know stuff like for example now my latest one was last last or this week actually Monday. So you can subscribe still was, to your old uh, newsletter, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, Java Specials on EU slash Archive. Mm-hmm. You can subscribe, sign up for that. And uh, like for example, what I tried to figure out yes uh, this week was how to measure the performance of your common fork joint pool. Uh-huh. Not not that easy. Not nope. that easy because. You need to somehow find these common fork join threads mm-hmm. and then measure them as long as they're alive, keep measuring their performance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I measured the, the CPU time and the user time. And of course, that's also the memory allocation, how much, how many bytes we allocate. Mm-hmm. And so this was actually the, I, I, I wrote some code like this a long time ago, but I needed this because I needed to, I've added a, I'm, I'm busy trying to add a new method to big integer. Okay. Um, Java math big integer, mm-hmm. um, to do parallel multiply. Okay. When numbers get large, you can do it faster in parallel when they're very large. Why do you need it? Well, you probably don't, but if you're working with very large numbers, yeah, then it will be faster. You're working with very large um, numbers right now or not? No, I'm just playing around. Oh, no. <laughs> very good. But if, because I'm interested in what, what you did for a living. So uh, you, you have your newsletter. Is it somehow a commercial background or not? Well, the, the newsletter is just a hobby. Hobby, right? Exactly. I really enjoy mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I, I, um, I was going to say I'm a curious person, but that's probably not the right way to say it. Okay. <laughs> I have a lot of curiosity. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm curious about the world, how things work. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm, I'm constantly thinking about how does this work and how does that work. 
And so my newsletter is sort of an expression of that curiosity. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've, I've got a lot of people who are, who are working on Java, actually reading my newsletter. And, and, and sometimes what I write makes it back into the Java ecosystem. Like sometimes they'll actually change what's happening in Java because of what I write in my newsletter. There's direct mm-hmm. influence on that. But the newsletter itself works together with everything else. So it's my, my programming, my experiments, my research mm-hmm. feeds into the newsletter, feeds into my courses, the questions feed back into the newsletter. So it's, it's a whole big ecosystem. If you take one of them out, it's not going to work. Okay, so do you, do you have the newsletter? What do you, what else do you have? Do you do you do you teach courses? What I learned right now, right? Well, yeah, I, I teach. You know, the thing is, before COVID, I used to travel the world speaking at conferences, yeah, and teaching courses. And and you uh, invited me several times uh, to to make vacations with you somewhere in Crete or somewhere, right? That's right, J Crete. Yeah, we do J Crete as well. Yeah, um, little little conference here. Yeah, and uh, but, but every, I had to reject say, because no, of, no, 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 I don't want to hang out with all these geeks. No, 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 no. But, I, uh, I had to reject because of my time, but I um, uh, would really apologize now. But uh, now we we talking, you know, all, almost <laughs> like we were in Crete right now. I see, you know, your your palace um, behind you, <laughs> and um, and um, so you. This is your uh, this is your newsletter. Then you are teaching courses, and uh, there was before. Yeah, what are you doing on online courses? Well, yeah, the, the thing is, the, the the in-person courses they they've of course with COVID have become challenging. Yeah. So, but long before, so twelve years ago, I already started investing in in online online training. Yeah. Because I live far, I live in a place which is difficult to to travel from, mm-hmm. and so I wanted to have some option of of working, for example, in Canada or in America. And the funny thing is, if you speak to Americans and you say, listen, um, we're going to do a course online and you're going to look at, at, at the TV screen for one week, they're going to say, am I going to save some money? And you say, yes, you're going to save money. And they say, fine, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Right? If you go to Germany and you say, hey, we're going to do a course online for a week, mm-hmm. they're going to say no. Mm-hmm. And you say, well, you're going to save money. You say, we don't care. And you say, well, you're going to save the environment. You say, we don't care. We mm-hmm. want you to fly to Germany mm-hmm. and teach us in person. We want to give you all our germs, all our everything we've got, because we're Germans, so we're going to be all our germs, and we make you sick, and then you can go back home to Crete again. Mm-hmm. And I say, but can't we do the course online? And in Germany, it just never flew. I could never do a course online. I've tried it for 10 years. I tried mm-hmm. to do courses online in Germany. Never managed. Mm-hmm. In America, you're going to save 20, 10%. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Canada, you're going to save 10%. Perfect. We'll do mm-hmm. it. Anywhere else? No. We want you to physically come here. Mm-hmm. And uh, and now with COVID, of course, that's all changed. Now people are getting used to the idea of, of doing online training. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've been doing this forever, for a long time. Uh, but in the past, it was really hard to convince people, and the infrastructure just wasn't there to be able to do it. Yeah. Um, what I've also been doing for quite a while is to do um, self-study training. Okay. And that's, that's also a very, very good model for people because – not everybody has, you know, obviously if we've got a company that's got 20 people, you know, it's worth it to do an in-person course, either online or, you know, mm-hmm. or, or virtual or, in, or actually being there. Mm-hmm. But if you've got three people, then it's, it's far, it's, it's works better to, to say, well, let's just get three licenses of staff study and we can study it, do all the exercises and Heinz marks the exercises. Mm-hmm. That works as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect. So you are now, Professional teacher, right? Or trainer. This is what... You- oh, you know what they say. Those who can't do t- teach, right? <laughs> yeah. But um, ich, um, ich, uh, 
for, for me, for, <laughs> you for, speak German now. <laughs> yeah, for me was a similar similar story, and uh, I started with the on online stuff two thousand and three because it was very inefficient, you know, to be the entire time on the road. Yep. And um, I yep. also suggested to Java user groups uh, we can have a remote session. Yep. Say no, you have to come, you know. And after COVID, COVID, they asked me, "Do you do something remote?" And I sent him, you know, the old email. I asked you seven years ago, of course. Right? <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> and um, exactly. yeah. But um, exactly. what's also different um, in, in, in workshops, I, I, I do my workshop not that frequently, but uh, what's really great in online workshops, um, you can actually, if everyone uses a camera, it yeah. is more like, you know, one-to-one -one almost uh, relation. Yes. It's completely different because if you are uh, somewhere on stage, you are always looking down on even not you are standing, the, the others are sitting, there's different relations. But uh, on in online somehow, right. everyone is equal. And with the yeah. screen sharing and chat possibility, it works sometimes even better. It's surprising. It does. Yeah. It I, does. I would never, th I always wanted to do it online, but at the beginning, you know, the very first time is a little bit boring, you know, because uh, you have to be custom to, and, but we are talking with each other and it was exactly the same experience like in, in the airplane we met, you know, the last time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is exactly. not like, you know, there's a lot of difference. You have to be a, just to get custom to it, right? Yeah. yeah extremely cool. Uh, you, you're right. It's different, but it's it's not necessarily worse. And I found that if people have the ability to type a question, mm -hmm. very often you actually get a lot better questions. Yeah. People think a bit about what they're going to ask. A lot of – if you've got like in-person people put up their hand, okay, yeah, yeah uh, I see that hand. Uh, and mm -hmm. then the person hasn't even thought about what they're going to ask. Yeah. Um, so I've got this question about um, uh, threads. And they go, yeah, what about threads? Well, um, uh, threads. Okay, so what do I want to ask again? Yeah. And go, ask the bloody question. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of yeah. the question. So, um, whereas if they type it in, they actually think about what their question really is. You often, And they can also send a code snippet. So here's a code snippet. So that part works very, very well. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and surprisingly. And, and as I mentioned, the groups. You know, you often... What I do is I always have groups, break people into groups. Mm -hmm. So if I've got 12 people, I make four groups of three or three groups of four. Mm -hmm. And I say, right, there's your room and uh, go to the exercise together. Mm -hmm. And then I go from room to room and I can see how they're doing. So that works really, really well. Yep. Um, surprisingly well. And, and, and even the self-study, you know, I was, I was against that. I was like, no, I'm not going to do self-study. There's no ways. But there are a lot of reasons why that's actually not a bad option. Mm -hmm. From timing, you know, people can do it when it suits them. Uh, they can, you know, I, I, I know listening to you, I've listened to you, I listen, listen to your talks. And if I listen to Adam Bean, mm -hmm. and Adam Bean's going and showing how to use enterprise Java, and I take NetBeans and you click this and you click that. And, and if you look away, even for one second, you're lost. You don't know where. <laughs> you, you lose the, you lose the string. The Phileas didn't fart. Yeah, you, you, proper, you, you probably <laughs> only, no you, you probably only lost, you know, the O because my example is always hello world, you know, probably you, you missed the O, <laughs> you know, the O and then you can proceed with world. No, no, no. You just don't look away. You're just sitting there like, don't blink, looking at Adam, don't blink, try not to blink, you know. <laughs> yeah, we do don't completely different up. workshops. In my workshops, no, no kidding. Uh, the Airhex workshops, uh, for instance, I code almost all the time and yep. explain what I'm doing and uh, attendees ask me questions and I change the code. But uh, this is uh, completely different because it's not that much about Java. It's more like about the environment. Like the next one is right, about right, AWS right. cloud. So they more trouble with the cloud than with Java, I would say, right? So you have to set up everything and then explain why it works that way and why not. And, and yeah, but it's fun.
Yeah. It, it's actually, it's actually quite difficult. Um, or rather put it this way. I'm going to, not that they're not, they're not many people who can do what you do, who can actually talk and code at the same time. They're not many people. You okay. can do it. I know Josh Long can do it. Venkat does it. Okay. Um, I do it, but then very few people who can actually do it effectively. Maybe, Most maybe we have asked the others. We have, we have to ask the others because uh, I uh, started at Sun back then with that, you know, yeah. because if you, yeah, yes. there were some courses and I said, okay, I just typed and explained and it worked and you did it also in courses. Maybe this is because we started with it and uh, I ignored all the materials from Sun because I didn't believe in the, you know, filling <laughs> blanks and, and had to write more code that you are forced to do that, you know. So uh, th this is why uh, why it happened to me, I guess, because I was forced to write something, you know, and uh, and and they watch yeah. me, and and if you do, and then I lost, you know, I was like, okay, if something breaks, uh, I I saw that the attendees will help me, so I was not afraid of breaking things, and uh, right. so right. Th this right. is you know because if you are afraid that uh, you cannot do everything right, so it always is a mistake. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, it should. And even right now, I know if if something breaks, I, I can explain why it broke, and we can proceed. So there is no expectation yeah. that everything is perfect, right? But this is our, our okay. But still, Adam, the way that you do it is, is is really great. It's really great. I also saw your course, um, a session at the conference, and I just remember you had a lots of pictures, also with tractors, funny pictures, tractors, broken machines, and I think this was you. So we we met the first time, and yeah, I was surprised probably. that you yeah, understand that, that you understand German. So I so, said, wow, because I talked to you the entire time in English, and then we met, you know, in Switzerland, and after a few years, it turned out that you speak actually German. <laughs> yeah, well, um, my German is not that good. Actually, very good. But then neither, neither is my English. I don't have the vocabulary. What I would like to do is to invite you back, if you like, yes. and talk about some of your specialist news newsletters. Just for fun, I'd love to. Because you know, yeah, uh, just to. just no obligations. Just to talk about uh, higher level Java stuff. And uh, what I would like to do is to find your very first letter, if it's available. What you wrote about this is always fun. Is it available? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I wrote about uh, um, deadlocks. I think deadlocks. Deadlocks. Okay, uh, I thought yeah, about the memory leak. So. so this was uh, always funny, you know, to to see what you did first at the, at the very very first time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Thank you. Where people can find you and. Uh, are there some courses are around where they can you know sign up or how to yeah, absolutely. So how to book you? It's uh, javaspecialists.eu, mm -hmm. nice and easy. Mm -hmm. And if they go there, they can sign up to my newsletter. Mm -hmm. um, they can sign up for courses, um, and they can also get the the self study courses are linked from there as well. So mm -hmm. everything you can everything you'll find on that javaspecialists.eu. And the uh, self-study courses are like pre-recorded courses? Yeah, pre-recorded, absolutely. Okay. But the way I do it is I always make sure that I've, I've, I've taught this material a lot before I do the recording. Mm -hmm. uh, so I always try, and, I always try and be able to answer the questions that probably would come up if you were to take the course. Mm -hmm. So it's, they're normally quite, quite, quite thorough and quite detailed. They, 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 they work quite well. I've uh, had some excellent feedback from it. Yeah, perfect. <clears throat> because I also have uh, such a courses, but I don't uh, call them uh, video courses. This is what I what I what I call them. And um, how I approach this is if I build an application several times, then I say, okay, now it's time to create a course. Because what I'm doing in the course is right. I, I create an app usually step by step and explain what I'm thinking. It is like you know four minutes episodes with coding <laughs> basically, and um, yeah, yeah, and yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, every yeah, episode yeah. is checked into GitHub so they can. This is a complete different. So it's not like I'm 
teacher. I'm just coding and recording myself, but it also works well. So, um, but uh, yeah, and um, yeah, yeah, perfect. So hopefully, you know, after the show, uh, everyone will sign up to your to your uh, trainings, and then you can compete with Elon Musk. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's my goal in life, but <laughs> it's really, really always fun. Always fun talking to you, Adam. Yeah, I, Adam. It was Adam Bean. <laughs> Adam Bean, exactly. And um, people didn't believe me in the Sun courses, in Enterprise Java Beans courses, that my name is actually Bean. One became angry. Yes. So why you make fun? What's your name? It's like my name is Adam Bean. It's like impossible. It's like yeah, this is my name. Sorry, <laughs> no. My, we, we are in enterprise Java Beans course. You don't name yourself or what? It's like, no, look at, I showed you know my, my ID. My name is Bean, then he apologized. But uh, no, this was. Uh... <laughs> Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean, exactly. I like, actually, I hated the Mr. Bean. And recently I saw some, uh, some movies with Mr. Bean, and it's actually funny. I thought this is uh, not funny, but it's funny. I like Mr. Bean. And you know, of no, all he, the he, gas he, stations, people say, "Are you the Mr. Bean?" It's like, I'm sorry, no, really not. But I really like the Bean, and everyone has fun with Mr. Bean. Uh, Mr. Bean is—he's—he's he's a very talented guy. He's—he's mm-hmm. he's got he's very very highly yeah. educated, yeah, very yeah, 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 and I think he's very funny too. So I'm no, I, I could enterprise Java beans are less popular right now. So, uh, but I should re- maybe <laughs> micro bean or something. You know, should rename myself or something. You need to change your name to, yeah. to something else. Yeah, I don't exactly. know to. Uh, to, what should we change your name to? I don't know. Um, microbean, right? Micro, yeah, microbean. Micro, microbean would be micro. great, actually. Microbean. So, or just rename my first name, Adam, <laughs> to micro. Microbean. This would be also nice. Microbean. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay, Adam. <laughs>